So hi, one of the Good Nights Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Jack Nicola. And we're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start... So what inspired you to start making music? So I, I would say probably when I was a little kid, I was about nine years old. And my father took me to see my first concert, which happened to be uh, Roger Waters. He was touring uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall, which uh-huh. um, if you know anything about that, it's definitely just a very lengthy musical story of the sex drugs and rock and roll and all that so like you know why not bring a nine-year-old to go see that of course exactly (laughs) (laughs) and uh i remember the concert started i was so scared like just very loud yeah scary but then once i started like paying attention and getting into it i really fell in love with just um the stage presence that they all had and and everything and I really just loved it and at that point I was already singing like I was in choir as a little kid and everything so it kind of just made me want to be a rock star and I kind of just held on to that dream up until now and I mean that's what I'm trying to pursue so I'm trying to make my childhood dreams come true so that's awesome I love it can't believe nine that's terrifying as you said like I can't even imagine as soon as the concert started it was like uh, it was too much. Too yeah. much too sensory overload. Jesus. All right. <laughs> so congratulations on your newest release, Act One, Doomsday. How do you felt the response to it so far? Um, it's been pretty good, you know? It's been pretty good. You know, I've gotten a lot of um a lot of family loves it, a lot of my friends, they've been waiting for it, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing all like the the leaks and just like the the unreleased stuff I've been showing them. So they've been waiting a while for this. So this is definitely something for uh, a lot of people from high school too that knew me when I started making music back in my senior year and everything. So this is a lot uh, just for my friends and family mm-hmm. to see what I'm up to now. You know, it's it's nice that I have this to present to people, you know, and yeah, you know, the perception has been well from around the country and everything. It's been good. You know, I'm just, you know, keep pushing. Mm-hmm. keep marketing and see where else we could take this hell yeah solid um so you got a handful of features on this record i'm not gonna list them all because there's a bunch <laughs> how did those all come about um most of them came about you know just being up in boston you know i um i go to school up around there and i met some pretty wonderful people just from around the area and you know i work with um uh, my producers bobby and uh soren up in their studio and you know people coming in and out of the studio all the time you meet new people and you know we all love music so mm-hmm. we all got something in common a little bit so we yeah. just sometimes you know a song just gets made whether it's myself like just me by myself or someone else is in the room they're like oh i could put a verse on this or i could put a chorus on this yeah like it all just happens kind of naturally like free-flowing there's no like we didn't plan like i didn't plan to have any of these people on the album yeah or just like it kind of just happened and you know that's the beautiful thing about music is things can just happen and most of the time they come out pretty good and it's fun yeah. that's so, the first time we've gotten that kind of answer sometimes it's like <laughs> you know we know we wanted a feature but we didn't know who it was going to be but it's never been like oh i didn't actually intend on any features moment. it was just like they were there and we just exactly. put a verse on it and you know it's just a, exactly. you know being in the studio is a vibe and if everyone's feeling the vibe of a certain beat or a certain song you know it only calls for uh, better music yep for sure. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art? Will there be multiple acts or is it just a one-time thing? What's going on over there? I won't give too much away because I'm mm-hmm. still trying to figure it out myself, but there definitely <laughs> oh, okay. be... <laughs> That's fair. Right. No, no, no. There definitely will be, um, there will be an act too. Okay. 
I'll say that for now. Not going to go past that for now, but um, there will be an act two. Mm-hmm. Not too sure when, but um, in terms of the, the name and everything, Doomsday is kind of just something I used as a name almost to just kind of describe like how everything kind of fell apart and started to kind of crash down once the pandemic started and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly when I started writing the uh, the project because, you know, we all got sent home from school and everything and everyone got put in their houses and on lockdown and quarantine and actually back in March 2020 I tested positive me and my family like as soon as I got back it must have been like a couple days after the uh the national emergency was made by the president so I mean ever since then I've just kind of used doomsday as a way to describe like how I felt that day like the last day like packing up all my stuff and leaving and just I kind of just used that and all my emotions from like quarantine and everything everything that I was feeling and tried to put it into music and you know try to tell a cautionary tale like I definitely like the character in this like I like to think that the man in the um the cover art his name is uh Moon to me I call Mm -hmm. him by Moon and that's like my main character in these in this uh story and it's pretty much just an extension and an exaggeration of my like emotions and just the stuff I've been going through and you know I'm just trying to tell my side of the story through all this. I know everyone has been struggling in some way, shape, or form through all this. So I hope that my music can shine a little light on that and also um, cause others to want to share their stories as well through these uh, through these times. Definitely. Yeah. Wait, so you mentioned that this album is kind of like a story of what you went through, but exaggerated, um, but still a story that you wanted to tell. Will Act 2 be a continuation of it or will it be its own thing? Uh, it will definitely be a continuation of the story that I've tried to craft so far. With okay. This. But yeah. Okay. Very Thank you. The, uh, very much in the sense of like the wall, like the wall was a, like a rock opera and there used to be these rock operas that were like stories within the music and everything. Mm-hmm. And I always loved that. And I don't really see that anymore. Yeah. So I want to bring something to the table, like almost like a, like a pop opera or like, I don't like putting myself in like any genre category, but just like. I kind of want to bring that back a little bit, like having a story behind the music to make it more than just music, make it more of an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can tell you don't put yourself in a genre category because the pitch email we got had like three or four genres. <laughs> exactly. Listed, and I was like, oh my Oof. God, everything except country and heavy metal. Oh, God bless. <laughs> uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this album? Yeah. So like I said, I started this, I started writing it just throughout quarantine kind of just as soon as that started because you know there was nothing really else to do so why not try to you know get better and you know uh, my producers you know they were sending me um, beats and instrumentals over the summer and I would write to them and I kind of just waited for the most part until I got back to school in the fall to record everything and my writing process it's like I could sit on a song for days like weeks months I could get a song done in a night like it all just kind of depends on how I'm feeling, what type of emotion I'm feeling and how like motivated I am to get something done too, you know, cause sometimes I'd be really, I'm, I'd be in my feelings. Everyone's in their feelings sometimes and they don't feel like doing anything, but it's when you get to a point where you could step away from that and look at it, like look back at it and then be able to write about it for me is I, it, I find it hard to write a lot of the time in the heat of the moment or the heat of my emotion. I feel like I need to remove myself sometimes first to be able to look back on it and see how I can explain that, you know, through music and, and why that's even important to bring up and everything. So that goes along with the whole album and it just being like 
a cautionary tale of myself and you know anybody else that's been going through some some stuff through this time yeah mm -hmm. wait so you mentioned that you did music a little bit when you were in your senior year of high school when you were in college did you kind of drop off of music and then quarantine brought you back or were you doing it throughout college as well no, I, I was doing it throughout college because I go to a music school. So oh, I was yeah. definitely still keeping up on my like my musical chops and everything. Mm -hmm. I started making like I started releasing my own songs and everything during my senior year. And not that like there are some songs that I kept on like my artist page and stuff that I, I do mm -hmm. genuinely love and I think will always have a special place in my heart. But I felt like I was starting to become a little less genuine with my writing and I felt yeah. like I needed to, you know, live a little more. Mm -hmm. and experience some more stuff before I really tried to, you know, find a real sound and find a real vision for my music. And that took a little while, but, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. And when I got put in a position where I couldn't really leave my house and I was back in my parents' house after not even having a full year out of it, it was like, all right, like it's time to, you know, really hone in on my craft and try to make something of myself. So that's mm -hmm. all I was trying to do, you know, just get better every day. Yeah. Kind of everything in the writing process and all that so that's what i'm just trying to continue to do and moving forward and everything i mean i love the album i was definitely ready to get it out though and you know uh -huh. move on to some new stuff that i've been working on and i'm very excited for what's to come for sure definitely yeah. as you should be uh so i want you to pick your favorite lyric off of this album and tell us the meaning behind it ah it would <laughs> that's funny i mean lyrically my favorite song is probably the first song, The Prelude, just because mm -hmm. that was the first song I wrote for the album. And it definitely means a lot to me personally. And I would probably say the first lyric from it. It's kind of funny. It's uh, my mind has a mind of its own. Mm -hmm. And that just like goes to show what the rest of the song is like. I talk about how much I overthink and stuff and that if you know me personally, you know how much I just overthink everything and I'm contradicting my contradictions and like, <laughs> just in this constant battle in my head. So I almost feel like my mind, you know, it kind of has its own like brain. Mm -hmm. Like I can't even control it myself. So it, that was like just kind of a play on words that I tried to bring about and describe like how much I'm really like just overthinking everything. And I need to, you know, kind of calm on that. Yeah. Calm down on that. But yeah. <laughs> so you have touched on this a bunch over the past couple of questions, but if you would like to go more in depth, you can. Where's your headspace at while you're writing this album? Um, I mean, my headspace was pretty much, like I said, I was just trying to paint something that and tell a story that, you know, people could find some type of inspiration or healing or just comfort in. Because, you know, growing up, whenever I had any, uh, any hardship or anything, any struggle, like, I always went to my favorite artist for that, like, for that boost, like, because, yeah. you know, they were singing and everything that they were saying, it felt like they were almost like speaking to me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I found a lot of like people like The Weeknd and Post Malone and just Taste. like a lot of people. <laughs> I love The Weeknd. Don't even give me that. Could be a whole. I, I heard that influence episode. on there. <laughs> Talking about those two, I could do a whole nother episode on that stuff. But, um, but really, just like trying to be that vessel of like light at the end of the tunnel for other people, just as my favorite artists were for me in my darkest times. You know, I just want to be that for other people. That's my way of trying to make the world a better place. You know, some people are firefighters, like some people are scientists, some people are teachers, you know, and that's their way of making the world a better place. And, you know, mine is just trying to give you something to listen to for a half an hour, hour and 
make you think about life a little bit and hopefully it inspires you or it helps you heal from a dark time or anything like that. So I'm just trying to be at the service of others in the form of music. Oh, it's very wholesome. All right. Uh, so you kind of already mentioned two of them, Post Malone and The Weeknd. But while going through this album, what band artist influences pop out the most to you? Um, definitely, like like we said, like The Weeknd and Post Malone. Um, Don Tolliver as well. And like Travis Scott, they kind of go hand so in true. hand. Love Travis Scott. They're very, very similar. And I love them both. Um, definitely Tame Impala mm. influenced okay. a decent amount of this, at least at the back half of the album. Yeah um who else mac miller definitely mm -hmm. um and the red hot chili peppers believe it or not they're huh. my favorite band ever like my favorite artist ever since i was a little kid like three years old so i try to take what i can from all my idols and music and you know try to make it something that i could call my own my own sound and i'm still working on that still trying to figure that out but you know that's something that never really you don't ever really stop that you know yeah. it's kind of like you're always trying to work towards the best version of yourself and the the journey is in the destination with that so mm -hmm. yeah huh. um so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less um very open-minded okay oh that was quick and that was good yes. thank you Thank you. We've had actually a couple runs of people just like, okay, give me a second. And it's literally like five minutes of them just thinking. So yeah. thank you. I mean, that was great. Yeah. It's just kind of like, you gotta, you gotta give me a chance to get my stuff, get the stuff off my chest and mm -hmm. really, it, I, I make you think a little bit in the music, you know, yeah. like it's a story. Like I'm trying to paint something. There's a lot of symbolism and stuff like that. And you just gotta, if you're not, too open-minded about it you'll probably just brush across my music and be like ah he's just another post malone ah he's just another this or that just another pop star trying to make the same shit this and that but honestly like if if you look a little deeper into it you'll see in the lyricism and just some of the production of why i did certain things and you know if, if you can catch it you can catch it and that's the mu that's the people i'm trying to make the music for people like you know people like j cole and like kendrick mm -hmm. and stuff like that that they don't tell you what they're trying to say right away mm -hmm. you know what i mean obviously i'm no j cole or kendrick i'm <laughs> not comparing but yeah it's just like that idea of like not giving people what they think they need right away trying to make them find it a little bit and find the story or the theme or the uh the moral within the music on their own and yeah that's kind of what i make music for mm -hmm. i'm trying to make you think a little bit when you listen to it yeah, yeah. all right uh, so kind of in the same vein of the last question, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Um, yeah. I mean, not to be like this, but if you're sad, I would definitely want you to go check out my music. Because like, <laughs> if you're going uh -huh. through a tough time or anything, like that's what the like like I said, I'm trying to be at the service of the people through my music. So yeah. if you're ever going through anything at all, no matter how big or small it is, I'm sure you can find a song or one of my projects that could help you out and like just make you think about things a little differently because you know a lot of us are going through a lot of similar stuff right now you know i think at least with the pandemic and everything like our parents never went through anything like this coming mm -hmm. straight out of college which is i mean or straight out of high school which is supposed to yeah. be like the real world like they always tell yeah, you you're about. an adult now absolutely <laughs> and i feel like we went into adulthood like just with Fucked. no guidance whatsoever in this pandemic. Yeah. Even my older brothers never went through anything like this. So it's like, yeah, 
we're all just trying to figure it out on our own. So if I can, all I'm trying to do is be the voice for the voiceless in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to take a small shift away from your music for just a second. And can, I want you to name one song that you wish you wrote. Any song in the entire universe, you wrote it. It's yours. Uh, see, you're going to have to give me a second on this. Okay. Oh, we didn't say as fast as possible, so it's okay. <laughs> no, yeah. Damn. Honestly, let it, uh, any song off After Hours by the weekend. So true. I heard so much After really? Hours influence on your <laughs> album. At, um, that was my saving grace through quarantine. That's the only thing that kept me sane. That and making mm-hmm. my own project are the two things that kept me sane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like any song off that, if I had to choose one in particular, it would probably be Too Late, which is the second track on that. Mm-hmm. It's a really good song. I was, I'm pretty sure that was my most listened to song last year. Either that or the title track. So. Either one of those songs, I would, of course, I wish I wrote. I mean, he's amazing. I'm going to have to go listen to that album again. Not yeah, today. Yeah. Busy <laughs> day, but busy. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. To today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where do you see your project in the next five years? Um, You know, I'm not too sure. You know, I'm always just trying to grow, you know, grow past what I did before. And I'm always just trying to get better. So I'm hoping that. Looking back, once I, as I progress in my career, I hope that people can go back to this project mm-hmm. and see where everything started. Yeah. And like, this is where I'm trying to really build my fan base is like, give you like the story. If you want to be a part of the story, if you want to be a part of the show, as I like to call it, it's like, I want you all along on that ride. And like, I hope that people look back and see why I started the way that I did with what I started with. And how it's progressed and hopefully you know everything you know goes well i mean i just got to keep working you know keep yeah be the best version of myself as a musician and a person and see where it takes me yeah. so true so true uh so for the last couple of questions we're actually gonna shift away from music and go straight to death row boom so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink all right hmm. mm-hmm. i would probably say this is kind of basic, but I would probably say penne alla vodka, just because that's my favorite dish, personally. Least. Probably my mom's, definitely, though. It has mm-hmm. to be my mom's penne alla vodka. She has to cook it for me. Mm-hmm. And then a drink, I would probably say, I don't know, maybe a gin and tonic or, like, a glass of wine, honestly. All right. Solid. All right. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? one fictional world for a week probably like probably like asgard from like oh, marvel and stuff yeah like mm-hmm. thor and all that either that or wakanda either one of those i oh, love marvel wakanda. so like any anything marvel probably either asgard or, or wakanda for sure are we talking new asgard or old asgard old asgard okay good, <laughs> good. Yeah. no old good. asgard for sure yeah sure, right. like thor one like yeah Exactly. All right. mm-hmm. uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question and every single person we have spoken to have said that it is the most important question okay what's your favorite color baby blue taste solid it's a good color I like it uh, color. So baby I, blue. It's, it's a great color it is yeah, yeah. it's perfect um, so as I said that's all the questions we have to say is there anything that you would like to plug um act one doomsday out now everywhere if you like it, like and subscribe, follow anything. If you don't like it, hopefully you like the next one. We're going to hop on the train then.
All right. But um, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. Of course Thank yeah. you for snapping us, Spend Jack D. Nicola, and Where the Good Noise podcast. <laughs>